Let's continue just to allow the Lord to have his way in our hearts today and every day, amen. I want to turn your attention to Scripture for a moment. Second Chronicles 7, 14, you know it. If you can pull that slide up, that'd be great. I'd love for us all to say it together. We've heard it for a long time, right? It may be happening in our day. should be on the screen there behind me. Would you read it with me? Let's read it together. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Psalm 85, 6 says, Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Psalm 64, listen to this one, says this, Oh, that you would rend the heavens, that you would come down, that the mountains might shake at your presence as the fire burns brushwood, as fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, that the nations may tremble at your presence. When you did awesome things for which we did not look, you came down. The mountains shook at your presence. For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye seen any God besides you who acts for the one who waits for him. Listen, church. As G. Campbell Morgan said long ago, we cannot organize a revival, but we can set our sails to catch the wind from heaven when God chooses to blow upon his people once again. Can you say amen to that? Amen. God, let our sails be set for the wind of your spirit to respond to these days of outpouring. God, meet your people. Revivals when God's people return to God and God returns to them and everybody sees the difference. Revival is not just an emotional touch. It's a complete takeover. <laughs> Primary message of the Welsh revival in which 100,000 people came to faith in just nine months was summarized in four points by Evan Roberts. He was the very humble servant of the Lord that God used in those days. Confess all known sin. Lay aside every doubtful habit. Obey the Spirit of God promptly and confess Christ openly. This is about knowing Him, but it's also about making Him known. Amen. I want to show you a couple of clips. Some of you are going, I didn't know anything about this revival. That's okay. Just get, get let the Lord just move in your heart today. 
This isn't about just what's happening at Asbury. It's about what God wants to do in multiple places all over this nation and all over the world with people who will set their sails and be ready for the move of his spirit. I want to show you just a couple of quick video clips. They're fairly short, but they're so powerful. Let's check out the first one. This is just, this is just what's happening right now at Asbury. Just, just take a look at this. city. We've been learning about revival, but I've never seen it. I didn't even know it was real. I'm like, they're, I'm just sitting in class and they're telling us all these stories on college campuses and then going across the nation. And we're like, where, when is this going to happen? And then they lock you in a prayer room and you're just like, hey, you got to ask for it. And we're just sitting there like, God, I'm asking. What, what does it look like? And then all of a sudden, my friend Jaden says, dude, if Jesus just localized himself and just sat his throne in a room, how could we not drive six and a half hours to go see? And we get here, and we get here, and it was like complete, we get here at like 6 a.m., and it's completely silent, and I'm like, well, um, is this revival, God? And we walk upstairs, because we're kind of nervous, we're like kind of shaking already, we didn't get any sleep, just... They're terrible road trip partners. They both fell asleep. I drove most of the way. But besides that, we go upstairs and there's people like sleeping and we're like, so this is revival, God? No, cool, this, this is awesome. And then chapel starts and immediately we just see people flooding in. And God said, revival isn't hype. It's ordinary people who are hungry. It's ordinary people who are hungry. And he said, Gage, I'm gonna need you to go to the altar. And I'm like, I don't want to go to the altar. <laughs> and he's like, go to the altar. And I go to the altar and worship starts. And he's like, this is revival. Look left. And I look left. And there's this young college woman getting prayed over by an older woman. And he says, look right. And then there's this young guy praying over an older guy. And he says, look behind you. And everyone's just raising their hands. And he said, Gage, this is revival. It isn't hype. It's ordinary people crying out in our generation and I'm here to talk to everybody in this room who is hungry what an honor what an honor it is to be here revival's real it isn't just a story we've heard about it's come and it's not just come here today but it's about to spread out to the nations it's about to spread out to the United States and I'm here to talk to every young person in this room I just gave my life a year and a half ago to Christ, and it has been the greatest thing I have ever done. I left everything, and I'm here to talk to every young person in this room. Forget the job, forget the girl, forget the guy, forget everything. He's worthy, he's worthy, and I'm here. And I'm just saying, oh, it's such an honor. If you don't feel that joy inside of you, I don't know what's going on. It's real. 
Amen. I love you guys. Amen. Amen. So we went on Monday, right? And um, we almost parked right in front of the Hughes Auditorium. It was, God was moving, but the, the crowds weren't there quite yet. And uh, we walked right in and we were just captivated by the simplicity and the beauty of what God was doing there. I want you to, to think about this. Listen, this is, this is one of the most remarkable things about this revival is the way that it began. 20 students, 20 students after a normal chapel service on Wednesday, February the 8th, the speaker challenged the students to stay around if they wanted to pursue God more. 20 students remained, 20, not 200, not 2,000, 20. As the day wore on, they were joined by dozens more, then hundreds more then thousands more in this chapel service that now has lasted for over 10 continuous days. In our day of mass promotion and careful strategies, we're enamored with big things, right? How can we make it go viral? How can we get the crowd to come? The beauty of God's activity at Asbury is who God used in its initiation. 20 humble Students, not 20 faculty, not 20 pastors, not 20 high-capacity Christian leaders. God moved on 20 young people, 20 students to pursue him, and they humbly obeyed, waiting in the presence of God. And we got to remember, right, church, that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, which has been unstoppable for 2,000 years, began with 12, then 120 as they waited on the Lord per his instructions, simply pursuing him and waiting in his presence. Their activity might have seemed to some like inactivity, but these all with one mind were continually pursuing the Lord, devoting themselves to prayer along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and all of his brothers, it says in Acts 1.14. And then in a matter of days, their waiting was rewarded by an invasion of God. One brother says, movements begin by not moving, but by waiting on the Lord, seeking him and listening for his God initiation and then aggressively cooperating with him as he speaks and doing exactly as he directs. I've asked a couple of our young guys who, quite honestly, these two young men, they have a heart for the Lord, and they were so hungry to get there to that revival. And I, I was so happy to hear that both of them made it. And I, I, want, I want Nate Dupin and, and Landon Brockway both to come just quickly. I, this is about young people. What if God's out to save a generation? Are you good with that, church? What if he shakes us up in the process? What if he causes us to have to change some things? What if it disrupts our life and our way of doing things? You okay with that? Amen. Wait God's working. Are you all okay with that? Yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> good to say. Come on. <laughs> We're going to make a way. Listen, yes. God is moving, and he's moved before and he's moving again, and I, I want to share with you just a, a little bit here. It's, it's, really, it's really interesting what, what happens. Um, 
The church must be rebirthed and rediscovered by each new generation. Amen? The wineskins may need to change. There's nothing sacred about a wineskin. Wineskins are there just to hold and release the wine, as Jesus said. At Asbury, it's so cool because they're holding the first rows open at all times for students. We're a university, one of the leaders said, and our passion is to see these students under our watch to encounter God. I agree with them. They said that should be every pastor's passion. Let go of the past in your particular preferences. The Jesus movement in the 1970s was quenched prematurely, many people believe, by pastors and church leaders who did not live for the next generation. It looks like God has chosen once again to begin his best work among students who are willing to surrender fully, live unashamedly, and go anywhere and do anything for the sake of the gospel. God's raising up our next generation of pastors, missionaries, spiritual leader, leaders, and wise are the leaders who see this and give them room to lead and experience the manifest presence of God. May New Song be a place like that. I've asked these guys, just share a quick testimony, say whatever God puts on their heart. And I, I want them both just to pray over us. Alrighty, so, um, so as I was just kind of sitting back there worshiping, um, I got this kind of a message of God doesn't call us to go out to Asbury, come home, and then just kind of do life. Mm. God is, so I, I got this very powerful message to me. God is both the God of Hughes Auditorium and the God of your living room. Yes. So we're yes. not supposed to just go out, worship him there, come back, and then live our life mm. like we were. Mm. We're supposed to take that worship, mm. bring it back, and then spread it even more. Yes. And even if you can't go to Asbury, that's okay. You can still worship him in your house, in your job, and wherever you are. You don't have to go somewhere to be filled with his spirit, you can worship him wherever because yes. he freely gives his gift of, of praise and worship. Mm. And I think a lot of people don't realize that, mm. that they think that they need to mm. have something or do something to be able to praise mm. him or to be able to feel him. Mm. When in reality, all we have to do is just ask or worship yes, him. Yes. Um, and so I just think that mm -hmm. a lot of people are thinking that mm -hmm. they need to be able to do something mm -hmm. or think some way when in reality you just need him. Yes. And that's pretty much all I've got. <laughs> yes. Hello, everyone. So I haven't really known what I was going to say uh, since you asked me, and I still don't really know. That's just kind of how I operate. I just go with whatever God wants to say. Um, so I'm going to start by saying I have been there twice so far. My mom and I went on Tuesday night, and it was like 9 o'clock, and she was just like, let's go to Asbury. She was like, okay, go get ready. I was like, okay. So there was a lot of stuff, like we forgot stuff, had to run back, had to get gas. There was a lot of crazy stuff going on. So it took a minute to get there, but we got there at like 10.45. And then we ended up staying there for... I don't remember exactly, but it was around like four hours, four and a half hours. 
somewhere around there, just worshiping, and it was pretty, pretty busy when we got there and everything, and kind of overwhelming and very distracting and stuff. But then it began to die down more. But on that night, I just felt a lot of receiving. Like I felt God telling me a lot and speaking to me a lot and revealing a lot to me. Um, and sort of earlier on in the night, there was a man who came up to me and he just like tapped my back. And he was like, hi, my name is Jared. And I felt like I was supposed to pray for you. And I was like, okay, I'll never like deny that. Like, let's go. Um, and he just began like really speaking to my heart. Like immediately he began speaking on um, distractions, which was something I very much felt there. Like the whole time I was like looking at other people and very distracted. And he immediately touched on that. And I was like, okay, like I'm focused now. Um, so that was immediately like, I was like, okay, God's like doing something right here. And then as he began continuing to pray over me, he just kept speaking into my life. He kept speaking on, um, like, the Holy Spirit leading into leadership and into um, praying and everything. And he began praying um, the anointing of healing over me, which I thought was really powerful. And I was like, that's kind of scary, but whoa. Like, okay, I'm ready, God. Um, and then the rest of the night was just pure, genuine worship, and it was amazing. And then... The second time I went with my dad and my brother, and it was on Thursday, I think. Um, and we went and got there, and there was a line this time. And we stood in the rain for half an hour. But it was fun. I really enjoyed it, actually. And it felt nice. But then we got in there, and then we're there for like another three hours, three and a half hours. And that day was, felt a lot less of receiving and a lot more just praise. Like all of it was just pure, genuine, focused praise constantly and that's what everyone there was doing and it just felt really real and really deep um and it was just really got a fresh outpouring of the holy spirit to go to come home and bring that spirit and to lead and to reignite all of our hearts with the revival um and the last thing i want to say is that the biggest i don't know how to word this um the most genuine feeling of worship is timeless. Like, you don't know whether you've been there five minutes or five hours. Like, it's just, you're going. You don't care how long it lasts. You don't care when you leave. Like, it's just, it just goes. And that is what we are all able to feel and what God wants to do in us. So. All right, guys. Amen. Amen. Wow. Great words, both of you. Would you guys stand real quick? I just want you to stand if you don't mind. I'm just going to ask these two young men just to pray over us. And pray for your generation. Pray for this church. Pray for us. Just, just whatever God leads you to pray. Okay, guys? And let's receive. Amen? Let's just receive. I, I, I don't know about you, but I want to see God using this church, this people, this place to reach lots of young people. Amen. Pray, guys. Pray over Father us. Father God, we just ask that you do something in us today. Yes. We yes. surrender ourselves and we ask that you do something through us and through yes. this church and through this generation and that yes. your glory and your Holy Spirit can just reach all of us and reach everyone the way it touches us yes. and the way we have felt it so strongly this morning, God. Yes. We pray that revival just breaks out everywhere and nobody can deny it, even mm. if it's uncomfortable to them mm -hmm. or even if they have doubts about yes. it, they just, it just touches their heart and they... They can't help but just have joy and experience it. Yes, 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 Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, you are good. Mm. You are God. Mm. Please.
Please continue to move and yes. outpour your spirit into all of us. Yes. God, please guide us in every way. Mm. Show us where you want us to move. God, please continue to pour out your Holy Spirit into each and every one of us. Bring revival through our church. Bring revival through our nation. God, please continue to move and to work in ways that only you can do. God, show the world what you can do. Show them your love. Show them your power. Show them your grace. God, please continue to move and work in yes. me and yes. in Landon and in Pastor Jeff and in every single one of us here that we would bring more and more people to you, Lord. Yes. Show us how yes. to move and to work to bring more people to you and into our church and into your kingdom. God, I ask that you would continue to pour your Holy Spirit into yes. Pastor Jeff and into our church, yes. God, as yes. he would continue to bring your power. And everybody said amen. 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 Give these two young men a great hand, would you? We sure love them. Proud of you guys. Proud of you guys. Wow. So, I, I don't know how many of you, you can be seated, by the way. I don't know how many of you realize this, but when things like this happen, you know, uh, God's got a timing. And there, there's often things that you'll look at and you'll say, oh my goodness, that is, that is God moving in his timing, in his way. This has been his plan and his purpose. I don't know how many of you are aware of the collegiate day of prayer. I, I didn't even know such a thing existed. I went to the University of Louisville. There wasn't a lot of prayer going on there, regrettably. We led a prayer uh, movement there for six years, but there needed to be much, much more. But this collegiate day of prayer was started in 1823. Does that catch anybody's attention? That's 200 years ago this year. And I don't know if you know or not where it was scheduled to be held from this year because each year a different campus kind of hosts the Collegiate Day of Prayer. And this has been planned for quite some time. Anybody want to take a guess what college might have been the host college for this upcoming National Collegiate Day of Prayer? Asbury College. Isn't that interesting? And then uh, that's on, that is on the 23rd of February. Now, I don't know if you know this or not, but there's a movie coming out all about the last revival that swept our nation and changed things dramatically. Our, our very own Pam Sugar and her precious, precious husband, John, their lives were changed through what's called the Jesus Movement that happened in the late 60s, early 70s in one of the most turbulent, divided times in the history of our nation. God did something extraordinary and poured out his spirit in a powerful way. It swept across our nation. And uh, just so happens the next day, this movie, Jesus Revolution, is coming out. Uh, I bought 25 tickets last night. I've sold already to some of you guys about half of them. If you're interested in going, we're going to go Friday, February 24th at 6.55 p.m. at the Stony Brook Theaters in J-Town. 
They're about $15 each. If you'd like one, come and see me today. First come, first serve. We'll see. Maybe there's more available still for that showing. But I want you to know that, in fact, let me read you something just real quick. A couple of powerful things here. Just while the Jesus movement was characterized by vibrant, simple worship and constant witness to the gospel. This is written by a man named Bill Eliff, who, listen, this is cool. He says, I was there. The church, by and large, reacted to the hippies who were being saved and the more current expressions of worship. Many churches ridiculed this and quenched the spirit, unwilling to accept the new wineskins. Most of these churches have plateaued and died. The churches that humbly opened the door to the lost people and wisely shepherded God's activity exploded. Calvary Chapel, a small California church, kept responding to God. And in the Jesus movement's wake, have started over 1,400 churches worldwide. Two things characterized the 1857 revival. First, fervent noonday prayer meetings that grew from six people to 50,000 people every day in New York City alone. They say, by the way, there was no public buildings left. They were all crammed full of people praying. It's at the fifth day of the movement that's happening at Asbury, 22 colleges had sent students there to be sparks to take the revival back to their campuses. I've heard now of several campuses that have several days of revival that are just breaking out among them. God is moving and working. The Asbury Revival should not cause believers to sit back and watch to see what happens. It should drive us deeper into desperate prayer for God to do even more in this generation. Amen? Listen to this. This is, this is cool. I'm a product. This is written by Michael Catt. I don't know if you know who he is. He's the pastor of Sherwood Baptist Church, from which all of those really cool movies, the Kendrick Brother movies have come out of. He says, I'm a product of the Jesus movement. In the late 60s and early 70s, the winds of revival blew across America. With revival came a climate change. In a land that was consumed with riots and unpopular war and hatred, revival changed a generation. In many ways, it saved us as a nation from a revolution. Out of that movement came many revival leaders, people who were saved and later became pastors, missionaries, and church leaders. Hundreds of thousands were baptized in those days, yet the church by and large rejected the movement. Dead religion will always reject a move of God's spirit. God will upset the status quo in revival. People who were once qualified to lead are no longer qualified. Because revival will upset the norm. I believe we're seeing the initial answers to prayers that have been offered up to God for decades. Those of us with firsthand experiences of revival are praying, Lord, do it again. You say that with me, Lord, do it again. We don't know what the end result will be. It may be mercy drops to keep us longing for much more, or it could be the beginning of a flood. What we're seeing at Asbury and other campuses in the last few days cannot be denied. It's not been worked up. It's been prayed down. There's no fanfare, no promotion, and no hype. Just a pure and simple call to worship, confession, and repentance. 
It seems that the winds of revival are blowing. They aren't hurricane force winds yet. Maybe not even gale force winds, but they're putting wind in our sails and the church is becoming aware of a stirring, a moving in our midst. Time will tell if this is a major or minor movement among God's people, but my prayer is that we'll fan the flame until we see this movement spread across the land and across every denominational and ethnic line in our land. We need this fresh touch from heaven. Can you say amen to that? One last little video just to stir you because, again, I think the timing is of God. I want you to check out the Jesus Revolution movie clip. Hey, Square. I am not a square. I think we should invite Greg this weekend. What's this weekend? These people are hippies, rebels against old-fashioned authority. I think these kids need help. What they need is a bath. You're passing judgment on people you know nothing about. Maybe that's why your church is so empty. When God walks in here, brings me a hippie. I'll ask him what it's all about, because I do not understand. This house has a very good vibe. There is an entire generation searching. Slow down, man, slow down. Just in all the wrong places. If you want to reach my people, you need to speak to them in a language they understand. If I bring them in, I'm going to lose my job. We can only walk through doors open to us. In your church, that's a door that's shut. You've probably noticed we have some guests here today. I'd like you to meet my new friends. Welcome. They don't belong here. Half of them aren't even wearing shoes. They're staining the new shag carpet. They need our help. If you feel like you're misunderstood and judged, you will find forgiveness and freedom right here. That was awesome. Now that door is open any time of day. And if there are some who don't like that, well then that door works both ways. All right, Pastor, let's begin. I was almost done with this, but then you did what nobody else would even dare. This thing that we found, I feel like I belong. You're gonna need a bigger church. Our country is a dark and divided place, but now there's hope and it's spreading. This is your home, and I want you to tell all your friends about it. One of the amazing things when you study revival and you look back over the history of our land is that uh, God's been gracious to send a revival uh, since the inception of the United States of America approximately every 30 to 60 years. There's been a, been a very significant move of God that's happened. And I, I keep being drawn back, Suzanne, even to Ray Hughes's yeah time in the little barn out in the countryside. Ray Hughes, who's from Kentucky, prophesied really back at that meeting last year that God was going to use Kentucky again in revival. And uh, I don't know about you. I came out of that meeting, by the way, and I, I think I shared this with some of you guys. I'd, I'd never really been proud of being from Kentucky until I came out of that barn that day. Because the second great awakening in the history of our nation started in Kentucky. And then in 1970, 
God visited a little campus called Asbury Seminary, 1970, 53 years ago. And now God's doing it again. Anybody, some of you have been to Asbury. It's just surrounded by cornfields, right? It's just this little bitty campus in the middle of, of Podunk, Kentucky. Horse farms and yeah, tobacco farms and you name it. And God's visiting there and God's doing something. And I just say, and I hope we can all say, God, do it again and do it here and do it in us. We, we don't want to be one that resists. We want to be one that sets our sails to sail forward in a move of God and to see lives change for his glory. Amen? Amen. I tell you, it's, it's exciting. What do you have to say, honey? I see you wanting to say something. You all know I do. <laughs> okay, listen, guys. Seriously, what are you going to do different? You got to be intentional. Make room for the Lord. It, you know, I, I don't know. Turn off the television at night. Worship him. I, get up early in the morning and spend an extra time with him. Do something. Because he is moving. And we have to respond. This is really nice, and I love this, but, but it's, it's what you do in your quiet time, guys. It's the hunger that you have for him in your quiet times. In, in, you know, in the, in your, at work, you know, you're like, you know what, I, I'm, just, I'm not going to, I'm going to sit with God for 20 minutes at work while I eat my lunch, or I'm not going to eat lunch at work. I mean, I don't know. What is God calling you to do? You need to do something in response to this. God is moving. Don't be a spectator. Do not be a, uh-uh. God isn't about spectating. You got to get in there and do something, you know, to expect him to move and to be hungry for him. It, it, it costs us something. You know, when David said, I'm not going to offer something to God that hadn't cost me something. Jesus gave his life for us, guys. You know, and I'm like, God, I will do whatever you want me to do. I will do whatever you want me to do. What do you want me to do? Ask the question and then do it. And it doesn't even have to be elaborate. I'm not asking you, you know, whatever. But you need to ask him. And then you need to do it. And I'm telling you, it is every person in this room, no matter your age. Young people, it's especially for you. Older people, here's my prayer. God, let me run with the young people. Let me run with them. I want to be a Joshua and Caleb. I want to see the mountain. And whatever I need to do to help these young people, I will do it. I won't stand in the way. Yeah. I'll give them a leg up. I'll run with them as much as I can. I might be in the back, but you know I'm running. <laughs> you know, may not be as, as fast, but let me tell you, my heart is open. And God, you know, I'm inviting you all, whatever they need, prayer, encouragement, whatever we can do for them, let's be, let's be that church and that generation that helps them because they really need us. They do. They need us. They need us to pray and encourage and love them. So just, just respond. I'm telling you, you need to respond. Do something to give room and give place to God, and he will honor you. I'm telling you, he will. He will meet you in your home and in your work and in your car, in your kitchen. Amen. 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 One last thing, and then we're going to just pray over you guys. We're going to, well, yeah, if you need to go, you can. We're going to ask Joe and Suzanne to worship a little more and we're just going to hang out a bit, too, if you'd like to do that. Um, but let me read you one last thing. This, again, is written by Bill Eliff. He's um, really an expert in revival, studied revival for many years. I want you to hear what he has to say as we close. What's happening at Asbury is spreading rapidly. There are similar, similar reports on many campuses right now. 
I know of Samford. I know of um, I know of uh, Lee. I know of a few others right now. This is precisely the same accelerated trajectory that's occurred in the last five nationwide movements in American history. The First Great Awakening, 1735. The Second Great Awakening, early 1800s. The Prayer Revival of 1857. The Welsh Revival of 1904. The Jesus Movement of 1970. God's visited us every 30 to 60 years in America to bring the church back to him and rapidly advance his kingdom. It's coming to your town, your campus, and your life. In fact, it's before you right now. God's speaking with a megaphone, calling his church to fall down before him in complete surrender and to rise up in bold witness. But in the current moment, sparked by the Asbury Revival, God will undoubtedly call you to enter places you may not have gone before, to surrender all, to confess sin and walk deeply with him, to worship him with abandonment, to clear your conscience with those you've wronged, to give with reckless generosity, to give up your schedule, to be willing to pray all night if needed for the sake of the kingdom, and to share the gospel and testify boldly to everyone. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes, Lord. Do it here. Do it in us. Forgive us. Forgive us, God. We repent. We cry out for more of you. We want more of you. There's nothing of this world that can satisfy. You are our satisfaction, our desire. We hunger and thirst for you. Use this church, use this people. May we be conduits of this fresh move of God that's spreading across our land right now. And will you fill this place with young people? who hunger and desire after you. May we see lives change. May we see a true move of your spirit. We cry out in humility and desperation for you, Lord. Thank you for hearing us. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. I forgot to take up an offering. You know how to give. God bless you as you give today. There's lots of events happening in the church. Good stuff. Check your bulletin. Um, Wednesday night is worship night. Don't miss that. It's going to be good. 6.30 to 8. You're just going to get lost in God's presence. It's going to be a time of worship and intercession. Could you stand with me again? I'm going to pray over us again. If you need to leave, feel free to. If you want to hang out, worship a bit more, you can do that too. Hey, I got, I got about 15 tickets left. Don't leave me hanging with tickets. Come and see me, okay? Let me know. And I'll tell you how to, how to get a hold of those tickets. And uh, it's going to be good Friday night. So, Lord, let your face shine upon us and your light shine through us. In Jesus' name, amen.